Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, I know you're excited. We're excited. I know you've been waiting with bated breath for this time of the week. It is the Cryptomaniacs podcast. I'm John Go. That's Tass. Before we dive into your questions, your rants, your raves, your head scratchers, I want, I want to do a, just do a little quick review of, of Tuesday's show uh, with Elendos from, from Exode. Man, oh man, did you see all of the activity that I, I'd like to say that we were responsible for that, even though that's pure ego and speculation. Uh, but it was like the number four um, application or something on Hive and people were buying the um, the pizza guys went in from Hive Pizza, went in and bought a whole bunch of the packs and I'd like to think that was us, but it probably... I, I, I can guarantee it's us. I mean, we have 10 million uh, listeners per episode uh, on uh, Spotify. Uh, give us another few months and we'll be number two uh, behind Joe Rogan. So, uh, yeah. Now, if you go look at the numbers, of course, they don't reflect that, but we know the bias that big tech has right. towards, towards crypto. So they push our numbers down to make us not look as good. So, yeah, I mean, Exode was, was all due to us. I mean, uh, we will have, I haven't lined it up yet, but we will have uh, Elindos back on. Uh, I'm glad it's gotten some recognition. Everybody's looking for the next Winterlands. Hopefully, Everybody found it informative. It's a very, very overwhelming game when you start looking at it. I'll, I'll admit that. But I think for those who are into that sort of thing, and, and John, I know you're kind of a gamer yourself, maybe not as hardcore as some others, but you, you have some experience with that. So, you know, uh, hopefully by the time he comes on again, you'll have some experience and You'll, you'll be able to share your your views on things and your experience and, and your excitement or or non-level excitement. Nice. Yeah, it's uh it's it's cool to see. And um I gotta shout out Bitcoin Flood for for doing an amazing little article yesterday. And he kind of he went through all of the different games that are on Hive, Hive specific. And obviously it started with the big boy with Splinterlands, but you know he's talking about d crops which i've never got into but i finally did finally joined and did gave you it a shot. I, i've seen a lot of posts about d crops of late how are you finding it? it it's 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 pretty set it and forget it i mean it's it's not splinterlands for example is a much more hands-on game like yeah. unless you're doing the investing side of things and even then it's still a little crazy like all last night i'm sitting there readjusting prices in the rental market like it's it's kind of labor intensive but a lot of the other games like d crops and, and even rising star is very passive like it's like you don't need to you know you don't need to overthink it and and i think that's that's kind of the the angle they're going for with a lot of these games uh, Finn Guru Six says that he loved that article, and there's a couple of games coming up too. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's um, it, it's 
it's exciting. It's exciting to see all the stuff happening on Hive. And, and, you know, obviously, like you said, a lot of this is, is Splinterlands and, and the trickle down effect. So, well, let, let, let me ask you, because I know you got a, a token amount in. I haven't seen any articles. What's going on with aping with, with Marky's project? Oh, ape. Um, well, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's right there along with D crops and, and, um, and uh, rising star. It's a very passive game. Uh, but I'm still a little confused on it. Now I'm, I'm probably overthinking it. It's probably as straightforward as possible. Uh, but I'm a little confused on a few things. Uh, there's not really an FAQ on like, it's because it's, maybe it's just me. It's probably just me. I'm overthinking things, but they're like, I was trying to figure out how to do a certain thing on that game and I couldn't figure it out. And there was no way for me to, unless I go, I guess I go to the, their discord. I'm just being lazy. So that's my excuse. (laughs) But listen, I, I refresh my Hive Engine account every day, and I got more more tokens in my account. So it's doing what it's supposed to do, right? So very passive. And that's a good thing. So yeah, yeah. Just like Finger said, he said you buy miners and sit back. Um, that's it. You buy miners mm-hmm. and sit back, and and that's pretty cool. So, um. I guess the uh, the elephant in the room before we get into the questions too is uh, we got a big show on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's just say that this was uh, this was when when Tass started saying I'm going to go out and and start getting people to come and we'll interview them for the show. The first guy I thought of was was this guy. So uh, I'm 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 glad to have him on Tuesday. It should be a a pr- pretty big cryptomaniac show because uh, there will be a lot of uh, a lot of interesting questions happening. So, Tass, you want to announce that, who we've got coming on Tuesday, September the 7th? We will have Cal from Leo Finance is going to be on the show in four days. And we will go through Leo Finance, Cub Finance, and some of the future of those projects. And there's probably somehow, some way, maybe John or I will weasel in a question about project blank and you know we'll just have to decide before we go on air are we gonna softball toss it to him or are we gonna be good cop bad cop or i guess bad cop worst cop with them and pin them to a wall and you know say what the hell's going on what what, what are you guys doing anyway so guy. you'll have to t- tune in tuesday to see how harsh or nice we are how awkward it will be um, no, it, it, not, like, not like he hasn't been asked that question or what? 15, no, I know. Times. Like, do you remember when, when, when they first announced they were doing this, you know, uh, quite a while ago now, like every second question when he would make a post is when project blank. Yeah. And he was getting to the point where he was about to rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, it'll be good, man. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, obviously everything that's going on on Leo. Uh, I'm really excited about Leo five personally, because uh, the less I got to use D lease, the better I feel uh, apparently in the news that they are going to be doing. I know that they were going to do hive engine token leasing, but it was also announced that they're going to be doing hive leasing, which is fantastic. Well, so, did you read the, le- the latest update? The developer was put out just before the show. Yeah. Well, the, the bullet points of it. So yeah, oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't dive into it, but I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Evidently they're putting hive hive, 
high power will be eligible for lease right around the same time high engine. They took a second look at it after last week's AMA, which said they were only going to do high engine first right. uh, because that aligned up with Leo, obviously. But uh, I guess they took a second look and said, you know what, we can do them both around the same time. So nice, nice, perfect. Are you ready? You ready to dive into people's questions, man? Like, uh, yeah. does it matter? It doesn't matter. You got to deal with it anyways. Uh, <laughs> so good questions this week. Got a lot. So uh, I'll pop up the, uh, the, 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 the chat that was on uh, CTP chat. And uh, I was, <laughs> I, I, I guilt trip people into asking questions now. Not only do I pay them for their participation, but I guilt tripped them. I tell them it's magical when you ask questions. The carrot so, and the stick. Yeah. The carrot and the stick, man. You got to do what you got to do. So First up, DevPress, he said, my question for the podcast, how do you establish yourself on social media or any blog or platform when nobody knows you? How do you get people to follow you or share your content? There you go. Comment. I mean, that's engagement. Get involved. I mean, how do you do anything? Uh, you know, how do you get a date? Do you just sit at home and wait for somebody to knock on your door? Or do you have to go out there? You either have to go onto a dating site or go to a, a singles club or, or do something. You got to get involved. And it's the same thing on, on social media. Uh, you know, you and I, John, talk about on Hive because it's a numbers game and it's a lot easier to stand out on Hive than it is on Twitter or YouTube. Right. So, what you do is you simply get involved. You find a tribe. I mean, the tribes were a godsend because now you can really narrow your focus down instead of trying to, you know, uh, get attention from 10,000 people, you get involved in a tribe, which has, I don't know, uh, Leo finance probably has 500 regular users. I don't know what CTP has, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot easier to stand out. And then it comes into, you know, engage, start, getting involved in uh, CTP uh, chat or Leo market talk, comment on other people's, you know, worthwhile comments on other people's posts Mm -hmm. and then post your content, make it high quality and make it consistently. And if you're going to post three times a week, post three times a week and don't deviate. If you're going to post once a day, post once a day Um, and, you know, make it, religion i mean you 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 do not allow anything to stand in the way uh and that's basically what i found works we um inside of ctp we're uh, obviously a, a lot of what we do is we train people to do content marketing as a strategy for traffic generation brand building relationship building you name it and we've recently come up with this thing called the the ctp 30-day content challenge and uh, there is PDFs. When you, if you, if you know anything about me, you know that I love printing things out, laminating them. I just there's something about like holding a piece of paper and following along. I'm just I'm weird like that. I printed out the PDF, and it's actually a calendar that we created. It's called the CTP again 30 day challenge, and the whole concept of this is to map it out. So if you're brand new, just just what you said, task was brilliant. If you say you're gonna do three posts a day, write it down. You have your calendar. You don't have to have this one. You can just put it on a whiteboard or whatever. It doesn't matter. But I'm going to write on Monday. You make sure that it's written down and you write on Monday. I'm going to write on Tuesday or Wednesday. You make sure that you write on that day. I'm going to finish up the week on Friday, write on that day. So 
the point is, is that you have to set a schedule and stick with it. That's how you get known because there's nothing worse than jumping on a social media platform, a blockchain community or anything, showing up once every three weeks on a, on the second Sunday of the month, people won't remember you. It's out of sight, out of mind. You have to be in front of people and, and doing something like this with a calendar or a schedule will keep it consistent. Uh, when I got started writing a blog, I started writing my blog in 2003 before the, I think they were just starting to become called blogs back then. Uh, it was an e-zine, if anyone remembers those back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I made it was it was my my weekly newsletter and every thursday people knew hell or high water they were getting that newsletter and because of that it became the industry standard in my 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 specific industry and in my little niche market and people looked forward to it now it was very rare you know very rare it never happened that i didn't write on thursday and that helped build my my reputation as being someone that people might want to follow and listen to. So whether you use this little printable PDF or not, um, it doesn't, the point is, is that when you write things down, it makes it real. And then you stick to that schedule. So that would be, I'll, I'll give you a quick antidote and, and I got exit on my, on the mind. So I forget his name, but remember the guy who used to do a video every morning, he was from the Netherlands and he used to Exile. do a video. What? Exile. Exile. Yeah. When's the last time you thought about him? Yeah, I miss that. I mean, Exile. he used to do a video every morning about Steam, and you know, he got put off by the conflict and yeah. decided, I guess, to leave. And you know, when's the last time you thought about him? Yeah, I I miss Exile. I was I was a fan. But yeah, I, mean, I right. liked his stuff too, but yeah. it's like gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's and and that's the thing, and and one of the one of the things, especially DevPress, to answer your question too, what what Task said is so important because you got to remember, it's easier for us to stick out, right, on Hive because again, there's 500, let's say, active people in a community. You know, there's there's 5,000 active people or whatever. Like it's not the TikToks, it's not the Instagram where you're in this massive ocean and you're a guppy trying to scream for attention. But the problem with that is most people don't understand how much they are bombarded with marketing messages each and every day. You are if you're trying to show up once every third Sunday of the month and you expect to build relationships, brands, you name it, think of how much these people are being marketed to, their attention is being pulled from, where the, the social media feeds they might be following. These people show up on their feeds daily, sometimes more than once a day. And you think you're going to make an impact by showing up once every second Sunday. It just, it won't happen. You have to be in front of people consistently. Well, well, you mentioned Finn Guru and I know Finn Guru because I give him probably six or seven upvotes a day. And it's not because I upvote his content. Uh, I probably do because when I see it, he, he, he writes good stuff. But it's because he's in Leo Market Talk. Yeah. He's engaging in there. So you mentioned Finn Guru. I know exactly who it is. Yeah. I don't know who he is, but, I, you know, I, obviously. But I know Finn Guru. I, I, I have comment conversations with him daily. Right. Uh, you know, and he gets 
you know, six, seven common upvotes from me uh, in Leo and a little bit of hot. So uh, it, it's, I mean, there, there's no great mystery to it. It's, it takes work, it takes activity, and it takes long-term vision. Yeah. And it may take you six months to have any type of breakthrough. We don't yeah. know. Or you could get lucky and, you know, start and within a week, a, a, a whale jumps on your content. You, who knows? Mm. A lot of that's just luck at the draw. Now, hope that answers the question, Dev Press. But it's it's a it's a really good one because how how do you stick out? And I think consistency and building the relationships, and it's a lot easier to do that on a blockchain like Hive with all the different communities and 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 tribes here. So great great question. Let's keep going. We got Mr. Armstrong. David Armstrong says I would like to understand the difference between liquidity pools and diesel pools. Which is the least risky to place your crypto, and what platform is the best to use? with each there you go no i don't know shit about diesel pools but i i think you should start off by talking about the advantage of liquidity pools on ethereum <laughs> Can I, okay time for another ethereum rant <laughs> you, I, you have another ethereum story for i us have another theory story. it's probably the same one from last week i'm just so utterly annoyed at this uh, I got involved in this thing, realty.co. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a real yeah. estate where that, you know, and, but unless you're an accredited investor in the States, you can't get in on it, but they do offer the tokens on Uniswap, which is very weird. But anyways, I'm just trying to, I, I I'm trying to cash out. I'm like, Ethereum is going through the roof. I just want to cash out. I I'm, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm sick. I, I just don't want to, I, I want to get away from Ethereum. So the guy, the, the helpful support guy is like, yeah, do this, do this, do this. No problem. Walk me through it. I'm like, great. No problem. I'm like, you know what? There's going to be gas fees. So let me go and put some Ethereum, make sure it's in my MetaMask and I'm good to go. Ask, ask me if, if how much I put was enough. Did you put enough in? I didn't put nearly enough. Like, not, And all I'm doing, I'm not even trading it. I'm literally sending the token to someone. That's what all I'm doing. Running about eighty-five bucks now. Pretty, pretty close. And I think I put about like this was last week. I put about twenty-five dollars in. I'm thinking, it's you know twenty-five bucks to do one trend. Anyways, I hate Ethereum. Now, now, now you can see how the uh, Ethereum transaction fees can reach a billion in a month <laughs> at those type of prices. Shit. I do not understand it. I, I just, I, I get it. Big finance loves it when they're doing deals for. $20 million and they got to pay 20 bucks or $200 for a transaction. They don't care, but that's not going to help adoption for the everyday person. Anyways, let me get off my, ah, usa, usa. just my Ethereum rants. Uh, good question. So my, my, my favorite liquidity pools are all in Ethereum uh, Uniswap for the win. So I'm pretty sure diesel pools are liquidity pools. Diesel pools are just the branded name of them on tribal decks and, and uh, inside of the Hive Engine ecosystem. Which one is the best? Probably depends on the token. Depends on the token. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the Splinterlands one, the DEC one. Um, I know Hive Pizza's got one running too. I think Neoxin's got one. There's a few other people that got them. It, it depends on the token. Totally. You got um, them on Cub Finance. There's a yeah, bunch of them. Bunch of them on Cub Finance. Um, so it's it's really what liquidity is, is you're providing liquidity to a market so that a decentralized exchange can exchange, can people can exchange 
a um, little bit of slippage here and there, but it's basically you providing liquidity so that other people can trade and you are rewarded for that. And this is how the DeFi, the yield farming and all of this beautiful 10,000% APR stuff happens because the, you are rewarded handsomely for providing liquidity to this stuff until there's a rug pool and everybody lo loses their money. <laughs> so be careful of those rug pulls. Be careful of rug pools. Uh, you're 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 pretty safe in 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 the diesel pool stuff, the high engine stuff. Majority of the people in high engine that do have it because it's not like two dollars to set these things up. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You have that's to have some liquidity. You got to have some token distribution to be in there. So you've had to been around a while. Yeah, and and uh, the, it depends on the the token, like like you said, task. I, I don't think you can go wrong with with the DEC stuff or the you know the, the, no, the hive pizza probably. stuff. Um, all of the stuff on Cub Finance, which are, they are not called diesel pools. They're just called liquidity pools. Um, but you can't go wrong on any of them. Just just do your, do your research um, on like, I'm, listen, let me put it this way. When it comes to liquidity pools and anything DeFi, I am very Cub Finance only. And it's not that, it's too hard. Like, yeah, it's a little bit of a learning curve. And, and a lot of people had their first experience with DeFi. It comes, it comes down to this. Sorry, they had their first experience with DeFi through Cub Finance. I, I trust Leo Finance. That's what it comes down to. Um, there's a million and one of these things out there. Everyone and their mother seems to be having a liquidity pool or some type of DeFi program. That's cool. That's fine. That's dandy. For me, I just... I trust Leo finance and it's, it's, it's a community and, and a group of developers and community builders that we know that are very invested in hive. That's my non-financial advice advice. I go to the people I know, like, and trust. Seems very similar to the whole, how do you get your name known on social media? You got to get people to know, like, and trust you. Same thing. I think in, in the crypto space. So that's just my opinion. It's not the most lucrative because I know there's some people that'll do a rug pull, but they'll give you 10,000% APR for a couple of, couple of hours. Um, but to me, you can't go wrong with cup finance. Yeah. There you go. I concur. There you go. Perfect. Hope that answers the question, David. Very good question. So this is an article. Um, it was uh, Lisa asked it. My fourteen forty said, "This is kind of disturbing to me. Do you think I have to be concerned? We have to be concerned about the U.S. and other countries following this path." And I'll read the headline of the article for you to task. Uh, this is from Yahoo Finance on Friday, August the twenty seventh, so a week ago. This is, <laughs> get ready for it. I, I'm I'm bringing up the camera because I want to see your reaction when I when I tell you who this is from. This is from the. People's Bank of China, their official statement. Bitcoin has no value. The People's Bank of China official announced, for, they announced further crackdowns. Um, so it says what happens according to the report by local news outlet People's Daily Online. Uh, they said that cryptocurrencies are purely speculative assets. He also advised the public to increase its risk awareness and stay away from the crypto market to protect their pockets. The uh, bank official also said in, in anticipation of the possible crypto market rebound and their related operations in China, 
The central bank will monitor overseas cryptocurrency exchanges and domestic traders in collaboration with relevant authorities. So um, Lisa just wants to know, is this something that we need to be um, aware of, concerned about here in, uh, in, in the, well, in your case, good old US of A up here in the Great White North, anything that we need to be concerned? Yeah, Lisa, you need to go and get an attorney on retainer because you are going to end up being arrested for this stuff. It, it's, there's no doubt about it. My biggest question is who stole the idea first? Did the Chinese steal the idea from Trump or did Trump steal the idea from the Chinese? Because they both said the same damn thing. Trump said cryptocurrencies are nothing and yeah, worthless yeah. and all this other shit. Warren Buffett said that too, as well, too. Don't forget. Uh, yeah. And then Charlie Munger compared it to like sucking brains out of children. Rat poison. That's what Rat, they said. Rat poison. You know, so um, this is nothing new. Um you know, to counter that, the state of Texas on the first, it went into effect. This was passed back in June or July. Uh, they just enacted regulation that uh, protects cryptocurrency under their commercial laws. So that that's now the fourth state in the United States, along with Wyoming, Nebraska, and I think Vermont or New Hampshire that did that. So you have that, you have the mayor or the mayor candidate of New York running and say he wants to make New York the crypto capital of the world. The mayor of Miami already has the Miami coin. So, you know, when you sit there and you hear all this bullshit about, you know, this government's against it, this government's for it, this and then and the other thing, I just look at marijuana in the United States. I mean, it's still illegal according to the feds, but 90% of adults in the U.S. have smoked pot. Yeah. So, is it a law if everybody just ignores it? And, you know, you got different people on different sides. There's members of Congress who are protecting cryptocurrency. I mean, they came out and thought the, the uh, infrastructure bill, what was written in there was preposterous. So, you know, you got people all over the spectrum. But at the end of the day, I don't give a crap about it because I don't look at any of this as financial. It's technological. And so you tell me, Lisa, think of the metaverse concept I talk about. Think of Ready Player One. Think of uh, Axie Infinity or, or Splinterlands or something like that, or Exode, like uh, we talked about last week, in full immersion 3D, and you have to go buy a planet uh, in the game. Do you think your, your character, your avatar is going to pull out a Visa card and swipe it to pay in Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars? Of course not. Yeah. You know, so... The it's it comes down to the utility. It comes down to decentralization. I mean, Uniswap is now in the crosshairs of the SEC and being investigated. Mm -hmm. Why? How are they investigating a decentralized platform? Well, there is an organization behind it. There's I think it's called Uniswap Labs or whatever. They're going to go after those guys. So, you know, the answer was put out by uh, by uh, Esther Pierce. Of, of the SEC. If you decentralize, I mean, she basically said, if you, you decentralize, we don't know what the hell to do with you. We, we have no way of going after you. As for going after Bitcoin, good luck on that. Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin is the one blockchain that is better decentralized than Hive. Because if, if you could say there was only one, because you got miners all over the world, you got token owners all over the world, Wall Street's full in on Bitcoin. So, 
you know, the United States is not going to do anything about that. And China is China. They're pushing their CBDC. They want all Chinese people to use their CBDC. They will get that. They want people outside of China to use their CBDC. In my opinion, they won't get that because nobody in Japan or South Korea or Australia is going to do transactions, no business which the Chinese government reads. So Bitcoin is untouchable. I believe Hive at this point is untouchable. Some of the others may not be untouchable, but you have to look. Is there a central point of vulnerability behind these projects, either by a foundation, by the developers being all in one lab, you know, a, a company, or by the token distribution where one, two, five, ten people control, you know, 60, 70, 80 percent, you know, the Justin Sun situation. He controls, you know, the entire thing. Well, that that could end up being in the crosshairs of the authorities. But you get something that's spread out like Bitcoin, you know, good luck stopping. I mean, mm -hmm. anybody with a, uh, who's looked at it realistically knows you're not stopping Bitcoin. You can you can outlaw Bitcoin all you want; it's still going to keep going. It's funny you mentioned his name. I haven't even like paid attention. Is is anything going on with Tron? Like, do you know any like? Do they even like what's go they used they were all the rage, right? When they did the split and they bought up Steam and all that stuff. But since then it's been pretty quiet. I mean, then again, I'm not really paying attention. Is there anything happening there? Is uh, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it's you know, he does his yapping once in a while, puts out his tweet, says we're gonna do this, that, or the other thing, but mm. You know, you, you look at them, they're, they're usually number three or four on Blocktivity, but most of that's just bot activity on, on Tron. Steam is still holding up, but again, I mean, how much of that is just bullshit activity? I, I guess it's probably legitimate activity on Steam, but, you know, it, it's just certain people built in the blockchain there, and he runs it all anyway. You, you got to you got to apply. Last I read, you had to apply to be a witness. Um, so that just shows you how, how that is. So, um, you know, everybody keeps looking at Steam and posting the stats from Steam or, oh, well, when is Steam, when is Hive going to pass Steam? Who cares? Who cares? I mean, really? That's it, a thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's some people you'll oh see them. God, who oh, cares? well, we're, we're, we're about to pass Steam. Who cares? It, it, that's a dead <laughs> chain to me. It's like, you know, and then EOS is in the crosshairs again. Somebody did a study on that and uh, said that, you know, a lot of that I, ICO, 21 accounts were doing, um, you know, basically just uh, just trading back and forth and yeah. uh, wash trading. And uh, so, you know, there's more questions about EOS, which was already under great questioning and scrutiny. So. I mean, John, you and I have been around this shit long enough. We, we know that most of what's touted as the whatever killer, Ethereum killer, right. Steam killer, Hive killer, uh, you know, whatever, just sit back and wait. These things do not pan out. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, everybody's looking at the quick hit. And now Cardano is the greatest thing. And, I mean, you Solana know, not, too. Don't forget Solana. That's well, Solana. Yeah. And, you know, well, Solana is more for the price. I mean, Cardano is because of 
still fluff because there's still nothing on there. There isn't. No, I know. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not going to bet against Hosh's in, but uh, I didn't bet against Charlie Lee. I actually bet on Charlie Lee and that didn't get me anywhere either. So it just shows you no matter how much of an expert they are, you know, you still have to bring shit to the table. And that's why, I mean, okay, you and I are a little bit biased towards Hive, but stuff is running, coming out. We, we see yeah. development happening before our eyes. I mean, I, I made a post, a, a comment, excuse me, and, and Leo Mark talked about Splinterland and Flow. We got, and it was a, it was a chart of the, the the market, the market cap of, or the value of the cards or whatever. Mm. And Flowey comes on there and says, "Wait till the release of this." I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. Mm. I have no idea. But it's like, yeah, well, there's crap people are excited for. Mm. And then you know, Neil's putting up a, an article about the land. And saying, yeah. you know, well, you, believe it or not, 500 bucks for a plot of land is a steal. It's almost free. So you just see that stuff and it's like, okay, and what do you hear about EOS? Now, granted, you're not seeing this crap in the mainstream crypto media. This is stuff on high. But, yeah. you know, you and I sit here each and every day and we see this stuff and saying, okay, Leo Market Talks bringing more out. Splinterlands is added. Marky added more value to STEM. Uh, we know Dan and, and, and Matt are still working hard on Speak Network. We know Blocktrades is doing his thing. We had Exode here three days ago talking about his plan and, you know, the next year development. Yeah. You know, now you're, you're playing D-Crops and more people are talking about D-Crops. So I guess that's getting more popular. I mean, on and on it goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, does that make I... us Ethereum? No, but mm. I mean, it, it doesn't make us dead either. And it's, I mean, again, the only w reason I know that the, the price of Hive is booming right now is, yeah, it's in the back. Every the every third article this morning every, was about it. Every third article. I was article. sitting there thinking about this, knowing it would come up because either you'd ask me or somehow it'd come up. It's like, are you watching the price of Hive? Not usually, but I can't get away from it. Today. Yeah. Across 60 cents and on Leo Market Talk, every or Leo Finance, every third article was high prices going to a dollar. We got a 72 cent bear, uh, resistant. This and that and the other, it's like, dude, what happens if it goes back to 55 cents, which you can do? I, I hope it I does, because that means I get more hive when I get post payouts. I mean, it's... But then again, I'm very biased. So, um, yeah, it's use case for me, man. And like you said, development is there. For me, I can use this stuff. So price is just a bonus. It's like, oh, it's going up, great. It's going down, great, whatever. If it goes down, I can buy more. If it goes up, it's worth more. I, I mean, in the end, I, I, I put out a fun post, I don't know, maybe a week or so ago about just a, a mind a mind exercise of $50 high. And that was kind of tongue in cheek, but it wasn't totally tongue in cheek. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, $50 high, look at how many people would be very wealthy at that. So it's not that I don't think the price is going to great heights. It's just I'm not going to pay attention to it day by day and Wake me up when it hits about three bucks, then maybe I'll I'll nod it. But you know, 50, yeah. 62 cents or sixty-eight cents versus fifty-five cents, who cares? Yeah. Good point. There you go. Hopefully that answers your question, Lisa. <laughs> and a bunch of others. That was the run on question of the day, definitely. Uh, we got Rick Estorella's coming up. He's got some questions for us. I'll read through all of them um and uh see how we can dissect these. So first. <laughs> there you go here, here this fits perfectly how can i be mentally strong to overcome the losses 
an addiction that the online world can become, how should I proceed to avoid falling into a scam or being scammed since this world has many people taking advantage of inexperienced people with their funds? And what should I do when this online world is damaging my life, personal and family? <laughs> That's loaded questions. Uh, <laughs> this is oh, oh, shit. We, we're we're going to have to call, start calling ourselves doctors now. I mean, Do you know, Dr. Task, Do, Dr. Doc, Dr. Task and Dr. John. I like it. <laughs> well, what do you think, Dr. Uh, John? Uh, this sounds like a, uh, you know, good God. Um, there's got to be a 12 step program for online addiction. That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, you know, scammers, it, you got to do your own research and you got to look for, for, you said it earlier, John, reputation. And yeah. I'm not talking the little freaking number that comes after your name on Hive. But there's people with reputation and, and who are influencers who you can trust that they're genuine. You can trust what they say. Um, they want what's best. And so when you start looking at projects, you look at somebody like Cal. You look at somebody like Marky. You look at, at somebody like uh, Elindos. You look at their loyalty, their dedication. They call me Dan and Matt. You look at uh, uh, Agrod and, and the other Matt. Um, I mean, the, these people are dedicated to what they're doing. They don't waver. Uh, you know, they might make mistakes and stuff like that. But you know they're putting forth more content, more development, more stuff out. They give you roadmaps. They, they're... they're always involved in different things and, and looking to make the place better. That's somebody you can trust. And you said, well, you limit your DeFi and I'm the same to Cub Finance. Yeah, we may be passing up that 10,000% APR for three days, but we're also probably avoiding a rug pull. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just, you got to be careful. And that's the key with the decentralized world. We all, we all watch Mark Cuban get rug pulled and he screamed for regulation. No, no. Use your own freaking coconut. And if you don't know what's going on and if you don't know the development team, then don't, I mean, okay, you can take a token amount and, and do like a lottery ticket. So if you're in a class where 50 bucks doesn't mean anything to you, you roll the dice. If you're, Cuban and you know a few grand is walking around money fine put a few grand in but if you put serious money into something like that and get rug pulled it's like that's your own damn fault yeah. um how do you keep your mental outlook long-term thinking in my opinion I mean it's if you go to the day-to-day -day things and you look at the constant pricing you can get very depressed because there can be big downward price moves and they can last a while yeah. And we started one earlier this, this summer. I mean, it started, I guess, I don't remember exactly, May or something. And it just continued down through June and July and into August. And then I guess it turned around. Maybe it, it started at the end of July. But I mean, there were people in Leo Market Talk for, for a couple months who were just depressed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but the price is down. Who gives a crap? Yeah. I mean, who cares? Well, I feel better when the price is going up. Well, then you shouldn't be in the markets because the markets aren't always going up. 
Mm. Crypto, bonds, commodities, equities, they all go down. And some of them go down for a long ass time, like real estate. Mm. So, you know, you can't, you can't emotionally let this stuff get you down. If it does, um, go do something else. I mean, that's all I can say because you'll just drive yourself batty. The, the old saying, you know, don't spend a dime you can't afford to lose, that, that holds a lot of weight. Um, but you combine that with what Tass just said, and I think this is a really – got to have a long-term approach to this. Uh, if you are trying to get rich overnight or you're trying to play the markets, you're going to be emotionally attached to the price completely. That's all you care about. You don't give a crap about the news going on, the development, the community. All you're looking at is the price. Now, if you take a long, a step back and look at long-term and like Task has said multiple times, if you guys know me, I always say I have my five-year plan. I say, okay, I'm going to accumulate this project because I've done my homework. I read the white paper. I read the blue paper constantly over and over and over again. I dove into the community. I got my hands wet, like my feet wet, getting in there, learning it. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into Hive, Steam at the time. And I'm not worried about the price. Price is irrelevant because I've got my long-term plan of five years. And all I'm going to be doing for the next five years is building my brand, getting people to know, like, and trust me on the blockchain. But the second part is accumulate. That's all I'm trying to do. I don't get, I don't like, yes, of course. I look at the price because like Tass said, like, how can you avoid it when every second post today was, the price of Hive is 68 cents, 72. Like, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're stuck. You have to see this stuff, but it doesn't matter to me. I, and, and like people, like I get a text, I got, I got a really good friend of mine who, who is in the day trading stuff and texts me every single, I'm sure I'll get one today. Every time Hive goes little, little moonshot here and there, he'll send me a text. Price of Hive is, he's gone up, man. Look at Hive. You must be sitting on. I'm like, sure. I, I, <laughs> there's no emotion at the price of this stuff. Do I like seeing it go up? Sure, but I don't care if it goes down. Just like we said a minute ago, if if it goes down, that means I'm getting more hive every time I get a post payout. What's the problem? So I don't necessarily always want to see it going green, because then I can get a little bit more if that makes any sense. Because it falls in line with my plan my 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 five-year plan and that's i think the emotion gets removed when you've got that as your background and your your foundation rather than saying okay i'm just going to try to make a million bucks overnight then you're stuck on price and it goes up and down and up and down and up and down there you go good question though man so just you know don't get too emotionally attached to it have a plan write it down stick with it and just make the decision that this is a project I want to invest in because it makes sense to me. Not the price makes sense to me. The project makes sense to me. And, and by the way, we need to add the disclaimer. None of this is psychological advice. This is just our experience and what we do. We are not trained by psychologists and you should do your due diligence and get with the proper doctor who is certified to give you the proper instruction and if needed medication. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Jimmy is up. He's got, yes, I'm coming in late with a question and an off the wall question at that, but one I would truly love to get the crypto maniacs thoughts on. Here we go. 
<laughs> this is pretty funny. So how soon am I going to start earning crypto for watching my favorite CSI episodes? Just using CSI as an example, it's coming back and Grimson will be back. So that will be the first show that came up when I was phrasing the question. So he wants to know, when are we going to start making money from watching TV with crypto and stuff like that? When's that coming? Well, I, I think before that, you're going to start getting paid to watch ads. Uh, that, that I have a feeling will be implemented into the Speak Network. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if major content developers, i.e. production studios, move in that direction at some point. Uh, or, you know, you have the ability based upon the number of hours on Netflix that you earn the Netflix token. Uh, don't forget, if you, if you step back from all of this, at the core is the attention economy. They're, they're, everybody's buying for eyeballs, right. whether it's a game, whether it's a broadcast, whatever it is. And my opinion is broadcast TV is in trouble for two reasons. First off, the cord cutting is really killing broadcast TV, at least in the United States. I don't know about elsewhere, but uh, I read a, a report. We went from 100 million down to 75 million households with with cable TV. So yeah. 25 million people cut the cord or 25 percent. Um, but the second reason is what I always talk about is the metaverse. Just think about the idea of gaming companies as media entities. Because that's really what they're moving into. And they're developing, essentially, I'll use the word shows, even they're not, though they're not shows, but it's a form of entertainment that is going to keep people's attention. So you're going to have to have the traditional outlets try to capture people's attention. Now, do they go to a Epic Games and put CSI in the middle of the game? Maybe, maybe they, they immerse it in the platform, but at the end of the day, what is going to make you stop in that room or that realm or that world, as opposed to just moving on to somewhere else, the idea is incentivized, incentivization. And how do you incentivize? You tokenize. So I think, you know, the, the idea and, and Agro keeps pu pushing the play to earn out and saying, you know, basically the play for free is dead because this is a better option. Now, he may be a little premature with that announcement, but you can certainly see where his thinking's going and, and the logic behind it. So taking that same logic, my view is at some point, everything that has to do with our attention is going to be incentivized and rewarded because if not, we're not going to give it our attention. We don't care. We're going to just go to where we, we are rewarded. So, you know, how, how soon till we get to that point? I don't know. Will whoever produces or broadcasts CSI pick up on that? Who knows? But um, basically, you got involved in gaming. There's incentive to play that game versus another game. So I think it's going to spread to, to every realm. You, you mentioned the attention economy and stuff like that and that's kind of like the dna of the brave browser right uh the basic attention token yeah. uh and it's funny because the industry i'm in you've been being paid to look at ads for decades now uh this is not new but now with the crypto element and the blockchain because it's verified and 
this is something companies are going to want to get into. They're going to want to say, and this is why the minimum amount to advertise with Brave Browser is like 10,000 US. Like they're, they're not even talking to you unless you got a $10,000 a month budget. Uh, and, and that is kind of what we're at because think of the, uh, the, the audience that the Brave Browser attracts. Yeah, sure. It's got the crypto people, but it's, it's still, it's like, it's growing every single month. The Brave Browser gets downloaded more. It's more adopted, more adopted. So what a perfect on-ramp for advertising. Uh, and that's what's coming. So it's interesting that, that we mentioned this because again, like I mentioned, my industry has been dealing with paid to ad, paid to look at ads forever. Uh, even, you know, like the, the AdSense and AdWords with Google AdSense, uh, you don't get paid for it, but you know, you have to pay to play and stuff like that. So this is all, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just going to start being adopted well, it's just instead more. of it all going to you, Google who owns YouTube, to you. a percentage of it, at, at least a percentage of it. And, and this is three speaks idea. A small percentage goes to the platform. The content creator gets the ad and the viewer gets part of the ad. So yeah. it's, you know, instead of just all going to Facebook or Twitter. Exactly. So really, really good question, Jimmy, because I think this is what's coming. You will soon get paid to watch the, the the shows and it will be not the shows you're watching you're watching the ads and that's how it'll pay you if that makes sense so good question finally we got king neptune he is up um and this this is actually a good question this is a this is a, a hive management question Let, let's uh let's dive into this what are the benefits of having multiple accounts? How do you add another account? For example, the, Elodia, the Leotes project will have PH1102 and a CHIM03, but then there's also PH1102.ctp and a CHIM.sports, and they have others. So what is the benefit of doing that, and how do you get a second account? Can you get a second account on Hive? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, the like for, for hive management of your, your different tribe tokens, how would you set it up? Cause I know task does it with Leo. Well, yeah, I, I did it for, uh, for Leo, for, for curation and then for, for some posting that's mostly what people do that I've seen is, uh, they set up a different account to keep, you know, where they're focusing straight. From at the base layer, there was no advantage. So there's no advantage having two Hive accounts or one Hive account in Hive. Right. But when when we introduce the tribes, there's different tokens, different voting power. So a lot of people set up different um, accounts. So I could curate in Leo, or I can curate in Sports, or I can curate in whatever and earn those tokens. Um, so do you need to do that with something like the uh, Leo voting bar, which it allows you to set your voting power all under one account for different, for different tokens and different use cases? Maybe not, but, uh, you know, again, a lot of times for clarity's sake, it's a lot easier to have uh, uh, Taskmaster CTP and then Taskmaster Leo and Taskmaster Splinterlands and, and whatever. Um, how do you get an account? High onboarding is, is one. If you have enough um, resource credits, you should you could also um, 
claim your accounts, um, but you have to have a fairly a decent amount of high power to, mm. to be eligible for that. But uh, I think you can do that through Peak D too, can't you? Can you, yep, claim yep. you can do it on Peak D. Uh, it's just yep. if you have enough, it'll give you the option in the drop down to create a claim token. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that that's just, but other than that, you, you just go through Hive onboarding and set yourself up another uh, or account. You're in CTP. King Neptune, just come to me and say, John, I want another account. I can set one up for you. I got 150 account account tokens. So um, I got them and I'm always loading them up every day. I try to remember at least to load them up every day because uh, that's what's beautiful about it. I, I do it specifically. I don't necessarily do the John G. Olson dot CTP, John G. Olson. What I do is I set up completely different accounts. This is why I do it. Um, I have a Johnny coin account that I just started. Uh, and it is cons- completely 100% Splinterlands. Uh, all I'm doing is I, when I'm doing gaming and I'm streaming live, it's going to go there. If I'm writing posts specifically about Splinterlands, it's there. I'm trying to accumulate SBT tokens because the more SBT I get, the more SPS I get. So that is completely focused on SPS. Um, I have the John the John Olson Journey account for ActiveFit. That's when I post my stats every single day. It doesn't flood the John G. Olson account with it so i have that account specifically for active fit obviously i have the click track profit account for click track profit related stuff uh and, and the like so that's how i do it but i do know that task does it specifically with his main account and then the leo account but then also the leodes guys have have accounts for every single tribe that they're a part of so you'll have ph1102.ctp ph1002.spt etc cetera, etc cetera. a chim 03.ctp they do that to to just manage each account and the tribe tokens that are on the account. And it's very simple. Again, if you want an account, just drop me a line or you go to hiveonboarding.com. And as long as they have the accounts, they'll give them out. So there you go. Good stuff. If Splinterlands didn't take them all. Yeah. Spl- Splinterlands is, uh, well, they're paying for it, right? Because it's yeah, I think free so, hive, but- a token. Uh, and they did like 14,000 yesterday. So that's like 42 grand. Unbelievable. But then, you know, they're charging 10 bucks for each of those starters and they're getting like 70% conversion on that. So that's covering the hive. So, you know, when you think about it, that's a revenue stream coming in right in the front door of to hive. They're, they're, they're doing like $20,000 a day on trading volume too from their fees on splinterlands.com. So they're, oh, they're uh, yeah, I, I'm sure they're doing okay. Things. I'm sure there's other things, but yeah. it's just. Yeah. yeah, they'll be able to to recoup that three hive per count token pretty easily. So big shout out to Splinterlands, too. I would be remiss not to mention Aggie and uh, Yabba P. Matt and the awesome work they're doing. Just absolutely love it. I haven't claimed my SPS for the day. So after the show, I'm going to go do that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've been buying more cards been flipping cards reinvesting because i'm just a smart guy options options i'll still work i I still got it i never messaged mentioned messaged neil but it'd be fun to have him on and and give us the investing side of splinterlands absolutely i'm there for it Guys, what an awesome show. Uh, another week in the books. Remember on Tuesday, we got Cal from Leo Finance and Cub Finance coming by, which should be absolutely epic. 
That is on the 7th of September. So make sure that you stop by for that or subscribe and uh, make sure you listen in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of your preferred podcasting platforms. That's Task. I'm John. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Big shout out to everyone that came by. There was, I think we had like a record amount of people when we first started on Periscope uh, and Twitter. So big shout out to everyone that watched on Periscope. Uh, Everyone on Vim too. Thank you guys for coming. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you on Tuesday with Cal. Later. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.